none of us have entered the transfer portal today. I know it seems like everybody's doing that today in college football. We have not. Mainly because there's no NIL package, at least for me, Julio. I don't know about you, but I know for I know my market, there's no NIL bag waiting for me on the open market right now. You'd be surprised, Joe. There's something for everyone. You've taught me uh, this. You know what? Maybe it may, you know what? Maybe I should have entered the transfer portal. You've taught me this. just to see what's going on with that. Look, we've we've essentially been calling our shot with this. We've seen it in college basketball. We're used to it in college basketball. But with name, image, and likeness, all of the hand-wringing about it has finally come to fruition that you were going to get free agency. Free agency's on the horizon. There's really no other way to describe what we're seeing today. I feel like when I open up Twitter or when I go to the usual websites that I go to in a given day, it really did feel like the only thing that was missing was like a Woj bomb NBA free agency tracker or TSN on NHL free agency day or the trade deadline, which is also equally nuts on TSN. It was that level of stuff to keep up with. And if we're just sticking around with the ACC, Julio, did you start in the ACC this year? Chances are you've entered the transfer portal. Uh, right now, you've got Devin Leary, NC State, entering the transfer portal. We knew that DJ Uyungle, when the season came to a close, was going to enter the transfer portal from Clemson. Brennan Armstrong, that was announced earlier from Virginia. You got Phil Dracovich of Boston College. You got Kenan Slovis, who was already a transfer, who came to Pitt, who's going to transfer again somewhere else. Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech. Drew Pine at Notre Dame, if we're going to count them, from the ACC. And then you got backups, which make a lot of sense, too. Jacoby Criswell. We called this all the way back in September when it was abundantly clear that Drake May was going to be something this year. Criswell announced right when the, it was almost like when the game was over. Criswell had his graphic tweet ready to go. For the record, I'm okay with this. Everybody's making money in college football except the players. And the players are what make this thing go. And if they want to realize their potential, they want to better their situation somewhere else, like Deion Sanders just bettered his situation leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado or any number of other coaches who have decided to move on. Scott Satterfield moving on from Louisville to take on the Cincinnati job, which, by the way, those teams play each other in a bowl game. Regardless. I'm okay with this, and honestly, you should be too. And I'll, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of exciting. It's like, ooh, it's all all sorts of action, real live action on college football right now. Yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm pro the players getting paid. Sure. Okay. The only thing I'm slightly torn on, and I, it it would have been exacerbated if it was MJ Morris instead mm -hmm. of Devin Leary, right? Or a Riley Leonard at Duke. In my opinion, right, I would like to see you be rewarded for recruiting an MJ Morris, for recruiting and developing a Riley Leonard. When it's Devin Leary, as we talked about almost since the day his surgery was announced, mm -hmm. he's in a situation now where we don't know what his NFL draft stock is. Uh, two of the three years he was the starter, he was injured. Okay, the NFL doesn't look kindly upon that. Devin's probably a tall six one. The NFL doesn't look kindly upon that. Yeah, he does have a rocket for an arm, though. So what he needs to do is to be able to work out for NFL teams. And with the the torn pec, it doesn't look like his 
timetable is going to allow him to do that. So what makes the most sense for him Mm -hmm. was to go into the portal and get the best value that he could, Joe, because you're not going to make a half a million dollars in the USFL. No. You're not going to make that kind of money in the XFL. You're not going to go, you know, play in Johnny Manziel's indoor league where the fans call the plays. And, (laughs) you know, so it's a legitimate opportunity for him to make life changing money. Right. And I am pro that. Mm -hmm. But I would love for these schools to come to their sensibilities and realize you're better off if you believe in MJ Morris, if you believe in Riley Leonard, give him a four year contract out of high school. Mm hmm. And now all of a sudden he can't leave, okay? Because if somebody wants to come and get him, you have to deal with him. Yeah, that that's how it works. Or if you want to go, as David Hell suggested to us during the ACC Fan Fest, David Hell from ESPN, do it European soccer style. Oh, Alabama, you want Riley Leonard now? Well, you're gonna have to pay for him. You can buy him. You can buy him from yeah. us. You can buy him from us. So, I, and also part of this equation, Joe, with NIL, don't forget, it's still the fans paying for it. Even if they're rich fans, it's the fans paying well, for it. This this is not a cut into the TV revenue. Yeah. This is not the players getting a cut of the ticket revenue. This is this is schools bilking their own fans because they still refuse to share the billions of dollars that the players, the talent, are are rev- are generating for them. I'm glad you brought that up because I am curious, and this is really the first year of it in college football that we, I think everybody now gets it. Yeah. Last year. While the transfer portal's always been active since its inception, this was the first offseason that was legitimately going to be a stress test for collectives, or let's call it what it is, redirected booster money. Yeah. And I'm going to be curious to see how sustainable this is before, as you said, who's footing the bill for it? Big-time boosters. Just like big-time boosters were the ones footing the bill for the renovations to the football facilities, getting the slide, getting the water feature, getting the sleep pods, yeah. adding a blue zone at Carolina, adding to Vaughn Towers and the Dale Club and those types of things. That's how schools extracted you from your money if you truly loved the school. And that's yeah. how you that's how you would flex on your other fans, your other big-money fans. We saw this. I, I credit Greg Schiano at Rutgers from a couple of years ago, knowing full damn well, like, hey, man, we're not going to compete on facilities. But now this name, image, and likeness stuff, we might be able to compete and get some guys with Nate, with NIL. He was the first one to truly call it out. Clemson, a couple of weeks ago, was fascinating in that they put, ta- they put out a, a sizzle reel, essentially saying, hey, all of the collectives, let's get together and pull this stuff together for the betterment of the university. This is how we're going to elevate our program. It's almost like, hey, could we um did we keep the receipt on the slide? Did yeah. we keep the receipt on the bowling alley I, and the putt putt green? Because now we need that money back to secure the level. And this is where I'll, I'll wrap my point on this. We talk about playing fields, level playing fields all the time. It's never been level. Right. All right. We oh, oh it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be an unlevel playing field. Well, first off, there never was a level playing field. However, I do feel with name, image, and likeness and what we're seeing today is going to cause further stratification at the elite-level programs. Where Clemson could hang, maybe Clemson can't hang anymore based on name, image, and likeness and how much money they have within their program. And Southern Cal can get right back in the mix because they seem to have the motivation and the money to back that up. 
My big question is looking at Miami, looking at Texas A&M. What happens when you do have the money and you still fail, right? Yeah. We've brought this up before. It's mm-hmm. about the coaching and it's about the decisions that you make. So those are the big changes that are coming, but it always comes back to do you have the right people running your program? Because no matter how much money you have, yeah. it can still go this way, that way, and the other way. Literally, just look at Texas A&M and all of the players they bought recruiting last year and they're all gone. Mm-hmm. They've all left. Mm-hmm. Like it's nuts. And if you just think you're going to get a quarterback for nothing, I got I got news for you, man. That's a tale as old as time. You know what I mean? You bring up Texas A&M for the longest time, and it continues to be Texas. They have yeah. they got one of the largest athletic budgets in the world. They have a motivated fan base. They are a national brand. They can't get out of their own way. Before Nick Saban came to Alabama, Alabama was wandering through the wilderness trying to find the next guy. Uh, one of the guys ended up at a strip club and didn't have the job anymore, but that's neither here nor there. The point is... It's rolling, baby. It's, it's rolling. rolling, baby. The point is, coaching is always going to matter. And to a certain extent, we saw this on Saturday at the ACC Championship between Clemson and North Carolina. You can have all that four- and five-star talent, but if they don't develop through the year and you essentially play the same game throughout the year and other teams get better or they understand what you're doing you end up getting results like we saw on Saturday between the Clemson Tigers and North Carolina. We'll go back to Saturday's matchup. Clemson winning the ACC championship, but not making the college football playoff. That's set. The bowls are set. The championship is set. We'll cover it all next. If you miss anything from today's show, you can check it out on the best of the OG podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it, we're there. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. Check us out on YouTube as well. Just look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. You can get our content that you might have missed on WRAL Sports Plus, which we are on WRALSportsFan.com. You can check us out on you know, Roku, Apple TV, all that fun stuff. But, of course, WRALSportsFan.com as well. And, hey, Wednesday night, you might not have any plans. No big deal. We got plans for you at the DPAC. Text MUSIC to 919-860-5326. For your chance to win a pair of tickets to go see the Allman Family Revival this Wednesday, December 7th. Again, that's music to 919-860-5326. Speaking of music, it was Dabo's music again in the ACC, reclaiming his corners in the league and putting an end to division play in the ACC with how it's typically gone in division play, where the Atlantic division ends up being victorious. Not that Coastal teams haven't won the ACC championship before. Pitt did it last year. Virginia Tech's done it in the past. But it really has been an Atlantic over Coastal domination, mainly because Clemson and Florida State have been your two teams that have been on the national championship contender list. Not a <laughs> There hasn't been, in, in the history of the Atlantic division and Coastal division, there wasn't one national title contender to come out of the Coastal this entire time. Carolina might have could have could have flirted with it because we talked about this a bit on Saturday while we were in Charlotte, Julio. The biggest the, the, the biggest kick that have to kick themselves at Carolina is had you not lost Georgia Tech, if you had taken care of business against NC State, as I predicted, things were going to open up for you to at least get back in the conversation for the college football playoff. But you can't do that yeah. if you remove yourself, right. and that's what happened on Saturday. I'm, I'm, going to say something here about Carolina this this season. Sure. And I watched them against Duke. I was impressed. Yeah. Drake May in particular. Um, I think they were a product of their schedule this year. Entirely possible. Because they did not compete with Notre Dame. Mm-mm. 
they did not compete with Clemson. NC State beat them with a bunch of guys out, and Georgia Tech got them. Can't explain. Georgia Tech played. Georgia Tech went four and four in the league. By the way, they did. They fought for Key, and that's how Key got the job. Mm -hmm. But you look through it. Virginia Tech's awful. Mm -hmm. Virginia's awful. Miami. What that was the last. That was the death rattle for Miami losing at home to Carolina. Yeah. But you look back at who they beat and how they beat them, and you're like, well, and I'm not sitting here telling you, well. They didn't play Louisville. They didn't play Florida State. No, I'm just saying, when you look at what they did, mm-hmm. you're going, well, what did they do? It's very similar to 2015, by the way. No, 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 because I'm going to give 15 credit. The schedule in the sen- was, was beneficial to them. It though. was, but they went 8-0. and oh, Yes. Okay? Yes. The the 6-2 and two number, when you look at it, you're going, they beat Wake. They mm-hmm. went down there and they yeah. beat Wake. They did. Wake was in the tank by that point. Um. But that, that was my big takeaway from Saturday was anytime, it re- anytime the big boy pants were required this year from Carolina, they could not put them on. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk from the Carolina side about their recruiting, and there's a lot of talk from the Carolina side about all this progress that they've made. And every once in a while we get to, oh, you know what? They're going to run away with this thing in the state. And it's like Drake May had a hell of a first 10 games this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened in the last three, but all of it starts up front, right? It, it does start. A- up- and when you can't block and you can't run, it's trouble. Let me ask you it's this. It's trouble. Let me. And this is, I think, this is more about you can stack recruiting class on recruiting class, and I do, and that helps. I'm and not. I'm not. And it certainly I'm not helps. I mean, knocking that part it's, of it. It's it's part of college yeah. football. All right. That's why I think Matt Rule, depending on how things might work out at Nebraska, can do that talent wise. But at some point, you do have to develop. You do. And I think that's been Carolina's biggest problem under Mac Brown since he's come back. Recruiting's been great. And if you want to win your offseason recruiting conversations, then Mac Brown absolutely is worth his contract. But they're essentially the same team they were at the beginning of the season. I have not seen any sort of adapting to um, And their defense did get better. So I I don't actually I don't know. I don't want to shortchange no, that part no, of it. No, no, no. I don't know if their defense got better as the season well, they, went on. They were unorganized at the beginning of the year. Yeah. To give up the forty points to in the quarter to app, they did make progress from that game. And they did. They, and then they got hurt. A bunch of guys yeah. got hurt. Yeah, yeah. But this gets back to my point about development. Everybody deals with that. Injuries. If you yeah. want to talk oh well, you know, we were missing key guys in the secondary and everything else, and maybe that's why uh, it was it was possible for Cade Clubnick to take some of the shots that he did. I'm like, well, you just played NC State, who had also been dealing with some sure. of that stuff as well. So let's not let's let's not act. Oh, and speaking of secondaries, Clemson's secondary had also been banged up going in this game as well. So injuries only gonna, are only going to take you so far. So I do think it's a valid criticism of North Carolina in the same way that there's a valid criticism for NC State and how they wanted to go out there and win games and that cost them by being oh, way too conservative. Backwards, yeah. It's this, it's just as much fair criticism to look at Carolina and wonder, had you actually improved from game one to the ACC championship game? And I'm not quite sure that yeah, they did. I, I will say that I do believe defensively that they did. Okay. What I will say, though, about the offense is, and I had we, the questions about the offensive line last year were the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's not like you can snap your fingers and even in the portal. How long did it take Florida State to figure out their offensive line? Right. Like, Real you fast. talk about the voodoo in baseball, you talk about oh, the voodoo in the World line, Cup. Man. Like, offensive line <laughs> is not an easy, quick fix. And that's what they – the same thing with State. You know, State had two all-ACC offensive linemen? I don't think so, sir. Um, but they got pushed around by Clemp. 
and and so did Carolina. And and you know what? You're right. Dabo reclaimed his corners, but now it's a big it's a big remix now for Dabo coming. Well, that's we'll a see set, what, we'll yeah. see what they do because yes. they need to go into the portal and they need they need to get more better players. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. That that is a separate conversation about where Clemson goes with the way Dabo's been wanting to go do things. Mac Brown, head coach at North Carolina, addressed the media after the game Saturday and explained what went wrong in the ACC championship. I don't have any idea what they were. We want to win every game. Um, as I've said, the, this team's been in the championship game twice uh, ever um, since since 2012. So that's a really really good accomplishment. We lost nine game or we lost seven games last year, and we won nine this year. So that's a tremendous amount of progress. We're playing one of the best teams in the country that unless they lost by one point last week, they would be in the the final four. Uh, So it shows you where we are and uh, we're making progress, but it also shows you what we've got to do to get better. Well, they're going to have Drake May back. Uh, I know the transfer portal is pretty nuts right now, but Drake May, like, sorry, he's a legacy guy and – he also stands to make $40 million in the spring of 24. Yeah. So he doesn't need money. <laughs> he, he's, he's good. He's good. So he's back, and we'll, you know, we'll see who he's going to be playing with. It looks like Josh Downs is not going to be coming back. It looks like he had like every intention to at least go pro. We yeah. shall see. But here is Mac Brown on how Drake May will learn from the experience on Saturday. Oh, Drake's the reason we're in the game. He's playing the best defense we've played all year by far. Ooh, it's one of the best defenses, defenses in the country, and, and um, we'll all grow from from playing a great team. When you play a team that's been in the playoffs uh, every year for about six out of the last eight, I think, um, it, it shows you what you got to do to get where we want to go, and we're, we're not there yet. We're better than everybody else because we got here, but we weren't better than they were. This was kind of like the Notre Dame game. They were physically better than we were, and, and they whipped us. I, I, I don't know if I don't agree with Mac in terms of the best defense they saw this year. No, I listen. Clemson, I don't know. Clemson's front for sure. Yeah, and they have, they have great linebackers as well. I just sometimes I think Mac has a little subtlety to him. You know, bit, they, little, you know, little knowing bit. who they just played. Yep. So no, uh, no Clemson in the college football playoff. We do have Georgia versus Ohio State. We've got Michigan versus TCU. Good to see the TCU loses in their championship game, but sticks around. They weren't knocked out. Overtime. Yeah, yeah I mean. In, in overtime. Once you go to overtime, like at that point, what are you going to do, man? Uh, TCU, I think, accomplished enough this season that they belonged. You know who didn't belong? Uh, you mean the one who would be favored over all of these teams if we played on a neutral site? Do you know who Vegas would think? Like Nick Saban, are, are you going to join Brent Musburger? Dude. At the Mirage I get, on Saturday night? I get that Nick Saban has to go out there and say these things.